welcome to another episode of Two Adversations. I'm your host, Carrie. And I am your co-host, Ashley. And because of the impending release of... I think it was already released by now because... Well, the time of the recording is nine days before Midnight Sun. But by the time you're listening to this, Midnight Sun probably already was released so because of the release of this book today we're talking about the life the death and the life of Edward Anthony Manson Collins and well we're gonna do an episode on Midnight Sun on our review of Midnight Sun after we both read it but my book is going to be late like one month because, you know, if you order things online these days, it's probably going to take you a month to get to you. So, but I'm probably going to read it in like two days as if my life depended on it. Yeah, because we are so excited and we are also really fast readers. Especially when it comes to Twilight. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Shall we begin? Mm-hmm. As we mentioned before, Edward was born on June 20th of 1918 at 17 years old. He was born in 1901 and he was changed by Carlisle. He is originally from Chicago and if you paid attention to your history classes, by 1918, the world was coming to an end on World War One, mm-hmm. and Edward wanted to serve. His father, who was a very famous lawyer in Chicago, and was able to provide Edward with a good life. He went to a private school. He had piano lessons, you know, and that meant that his father wasn't around as much. So his mother was all he had. And, well, the pandemic of the Spanish influenza hit Chicago. And, well, that time there were masks, you know. So, there are masks now as well. So, wear a mask, please. Yes, and wash your hands. Yeah, you know, Edward was died because of a pandemic that was, you know, killed everyone in a matter of hours. Okay, best case scenario is days, worst case scenario hours literally mm-hmm. matters of hours you know of COVID-19 it takes it takes a like about two weeks to manifest itself and after you take it after you are diagnosed maybe there's not gonna be a ventilator for you because I mean I don't know if it's, that's the case where you live, actually, but here the doctors have to choose who they decide to live. So if an elderly person arrives at the hospital 
and is diagnosed with COVID-19 and needs a ventilator, that person's not going to get one because the doctors were instructed to give the ventilator to a younger person. Yeah, I do not know how it uh, works here because it is because we have a very low rate. Uh, we have been very lucky, but uh, no, we are getting a new ra- uh, wave and it is getting higher and higher. So we need to start to wear masks and yeah. wash the hands. I don't know if you all have been watching the news. Me personally, I learned what I could in the beginning and then I completely stopped because it was giving me too much anxiety. But I do still read some articles that scientists published and a scientist and then the scientist from a world-renowned lab here in Rio, he said that until we have developed a vaccine, which could be next year because some results are pointing to 2021, but until Mm -hmm. then, about 80% of the world population is going to get in contact with COVID-19 Even if you're not in the risk group or if you're in your 20s like me and Ashley, we know that the chances are not high, but please wear a mask. Don't go outside. I mean, only go outside if you absolutely have to. You know, (laughs) if you can, you know, order food, you know, from the market. It's a matter of life and death, people, and Carlisle was there to save Edward, but, you know, there are no vampires, you know, there's not a British blonde doctor going to walk up to you and turn you because your mother begged you in her dying breath for you to save her son, okay? So, let's continue. Edward's (laughs) father... (laughs) Edward's father died in the first wave but which gave Edward's mom, Elizabeth and Edward some time to live but soon they got the Spanish influenza and they were put in the same room and which is not actually a good idea but you know doctors were sure they were gonna die and Carlisle went to the room to check on them and he realized that Elizabeth was dying and it felt to him that she knew that he was a vampire. I mean, she probably realized because he never got sick, you know, never, ever got sick, had a stunning beauty. <laughs> yeah. And... <laughs> and he, she begged him to save Edward's life, and when he looked at him, because he had been alone for such a long time, he looked at Edward and felt like as if Edward was his son. Yeah. So 
he got Edward from the hospital. The hospital wouldn't really notice if there was a body missing, you know, because so many people were dying. Mm -hmm. They just couldn't keep records. That's how fast the Spanish influenza virus hit people. And also, I must mention that if another virus attacks us right now, we will all die. So please wear a freaking mask and wash yes. your hands. Yeah. So Carlisle took Edward to his home. And we're talking about a period when which Carlisle wasn't really that wealthy. Right? Yeah. He had some money, but not a lot. He wasn't a millionaire yet. And he changed Edward. And since Edward had this void of a father figure, Carlisle simply fell in on those shoes. And he yeah. realized that Edward was a telepath because Edward would answer his thoughts faster than he could speak them. So he, he realized that Edward could read people's mind and Probably Edward told him that he could actually read people, you know, the way the body language was very faster. It was really easy for him when he was human. So maybe this telepathic ability was already there with him, but it developed when he became a vampire. Yeah, much more. And... Edward um, and Carlisle lived alone for a very long time. And for a while, Carlisle's mind was the only one Edward could read. He couldn't really block out. I mean, I'm pretty sure he learned over the century how to do that. But it, he was still really young. And, well... We all know that, that Edward calls himself a monster, thinks he shouldn't survive and everything. But that's exactly how Carlisle thought of himself before. So maybe he passed it down to Edward. I'm not saying that's Carlisle's fault. I mean, Carlisle did change his mind when he met Edmund again in 1921, a few years after he turns Edward. But, well, Carlisle did have a very important role in all of that. And when Carlisle changed Esme a few years later, they started with the story that Edward was Esme's brother. And this is post-World War One, So, I don't think people actually minded about it, you know. And Edward missed having a mother, so Esmond actually fit in quite easily with him. Physically, she was older than him. She, she was 26, and Edward was 17, so... And Esmond had this natural motherly ability, so it wasn't that hard. But... Yeah. Yeah, so it 
felt right for Edward. And we all we all know about Esme's story by now. Mm-hmm. And she told Carlisle and Edward what happened, but Edward saw it. Edward saw everything on her mind, and that probably filled his rage for Charles Avison. Of course, he knew that Carlisle probably considered the idea of killing Charles. <laughs> And obviously, when, once we all learned what actually happened to Esme, we also wanted to kill Charles. Oh, <laughs> yeah. But Carlisle would never do that to Esme. Because Esme didn't want Charles to, to get in the way of her happiness again. But, you know, when someone is turning to a vampire, they... They still got some traits from when they were turned. And mm-hmm. probably Edward being a mom's boy learned that everyone has to respect women. Right? Mm-hmm. So when he rebelled against Carlisle because he wanted a life of his own and he wanted to taste human blood well probably it was a fight mostly between Carlisle and Edward Esme wanted to stay beside her husband but she also wanted to support her son but the family was broken because Edward decided to leave and he did and the guy states that the first victim was Charles Levinson I was talking to Ashley the other day I don't think Edward drank Charles Everson blood. I think he definitely killed him, but yeah. he didn't didn't drink his blood. No. Actually, I mean Edward choices choices of victim was actually um, rapists, criminals, you no know, little, little thieves. Yeah. But even yeah. if he was thirsty, he wouldn't drink the blood of the man who assaulted his mom for years before. Yeah, and uh, what I like, what uh, Stephanie Meyer said in the guide is, uh, I like that Edward not so clean cut, that he has a dark side, that he's doing things that are not clearly legal or illegal yeah yeah I love this side of Edward I really want to see more of this on my son because mm-hmm. we only see Edward through the eyes of Bella and Jacob and Jacob doesn't really like Edward and Bella is completely in love with Edward and Bella has this this view of a perfect gentleman, Edward. But, I mean, there's a side of Edward that not even Bella knows. Yeah. The side of the vampire who drank human blood. And when he came back to Carlisle and Esme, 
a few years later, he was able to track them down. But I think Carlisle and Esmond really left lots of clues to where they're going. <laughs> so if Edward wanted to come back to them, he could easily find them. Because as we know from Yumo, he's uh, he suck at tracking people. <laughs> he's simply the worst tracker ever. Yeah. Literally, Victoria led him into a wild goose chase. And we know Carlisle helped Edward to come back to the original animal diet and Carlisle changed Rosalie to become Edward's mate, but fortunately they weren't mates. And then Rosalie brought Emmett to the picture And Ahmed brought this very broadly side of Edward, which is really, really great. I mean, we see a, a little of that in Breaking Down Part Two yeah. and Part One. I I love it. This the side of the side of Edward is really funny. Yeah. And then. Alice and Jasper showed up and the family was too big and Edwards was the only one mm -hmm. alone. That's until they decided to go back to Forks. The time that Bella went to Forks, it wasn't their first time there. In the 1930s, the Collins had gone to Forks before Alice and Jasper joined the coven and they were hunting in the forest where they met with the wolves and Carlisle made a treaty with them so they wouldn't never ever step foot in the tribe as long as Carlisle could never ever turn anyone or kill anyone while Ooh. he stayed in Washington well He, they obviously broke this rule a few years later. <laughs> When the Collins got to Forks in the early 2000s, Bella went to Forks and he met, she met Edward and we know everything that went down from that. Yeah. Edward was definitely changed by Bella. Because... Yeah. Bella went from being his singer, if you don't know what it is, Ado actually mentioned that in New Moon, when Ado literally tells everyone that Bella is his singer, it means that the taste, the smell of Bella's blood is so, so sweet, powerful. So yeah. And Edward tries to describe it to Bella, I think, in Eclipse. Uh, Bella, I, I think so. I'm, I, I'm not sure, but Edward describes the smell of her blood to her, and he says that his smell, you know, Edward, he's a truly a gentleman, and he described in the most romantic way. I mean, okay. Yeah. I mean, if I was, if I were Bella, I was like, yeah, okay. Thank God But my she, blood smell that got to you. She is such a stubborn girl. Oh. Right? 
Oh. Also, Edward, I mean, as far as we know, he had never dated anyone and he never felt that way towards anyone before Bella. Mm -hmm. So he also didn't knew about it. And, you know, when they played 20 questions and oh. Ezra was asking so many questions about it, it was like, how is that? I just got to that part in Twilight. I love that part when they're getting to know each other. And oh. Bella is like, how is this boy so interested in my life? <laughs> and he, he's like, I'm always going to be interested in everything you do. Which is great, you know, when you love someone so much and they are always interested in what you do. And yeah. then Bella, after Bella finds out he's a vampire, she starts asking questions with a motto, with more of a historical sense. I mean, that's exactly what I would do too, because I love history. So I'll be like, really? So what was it like back then? Like, did this really happen this way? Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, one of my favorite chapters in. Twilight is when they go to the meadow and Edward finally re reveals himself to Bella. I I thought it would, that scene was so amazing and I really want to see his point of view of that in Midnight Sun. Also, that's what, I mean, he's we say that Bella is so stubborn, but so is he. I mean, Yes. Oh you know, uh, there is the chapter of the blood tapping scene when Bella starts to faint, you know, because of the smell of blood, as she says. And yeah. Edward gets a little territorial when he sees Mike taking Bella to the nursery oh. and he takes over. That scene, I was like, oh. Little Eddie boy in love, and then he takes us. He takes her to the nursery and gets the nurse to. Uh, he charms his way and gets his way, and then, and then, uh, he promised the nurse that he would take Bella home. And then, as soon as they are in the parking lot, Bella, you know, wants to go to her truck, and then Edward simply, you know, also pulls a jacket. And then he pulls it, and then she's like, she starts to, you know, to be like a dead weight, and he really didn't mind. And then he gets in the car, <laughs> and it starts to rain, and then he, I don't know if he opens the door or put the window down, he's like, are you coming in or staying in the rain? <laughs> <laughs> I think that's such a cute scene. I'm like, I would love to see that in the movie. Mm. Also, I mean, he he was getting on Bella's nerve by then. Bella yeah. wasn't sure if he if she, she really liked him or if she wanted to punch him in the face because he was that annoying. <sighs> I cannot wait to read that in the book. I hope that's in the book. I oh. hope that's just as funny as as I hope it will be. Yeah. And 
What did he do when Bella was asleep? You know, how was his hunts with with his family? I think that's why the the book is so long. And also, I think he's going to have a pretty long dialogue dialogues with Carlisle and Esmeralda. He probably mm-hmm. is going to hunt with Carlisle before, you know, lots of time just to talk about Bella. <laughs> Because, you know, I think when, you know, Carlisle met Esme for the first time, Esme was still human. So I think he kind of understands better what it feels, you know, to fall in love for someone of his kind to fall in love with a human yeah and also I think Edward was really was really nervous as well because um, if Bella found out that they were vampires there's this is the absolutely no the number one rule of the vampires to keep the secret but if Bella found out because Edward's like literally a lousy vampire <laughs> <laughs> he shouldn't be around giving her so many tips and he, he I'm pretty sure he was afraid but Caroline was like you know if a human finds out about us and keeps quiet the whole story will probably never mind but Edward has had to be so dramatic in your mom but we're gonna get to that and yeah. um, there's this scene we've mentioned it before in Twilight when James is attacking Bella and Edward shows up because he went running. He's the fastest of his family, by the way. And James was like, you got here first because you're the fastest, but you are not the strongest one, which is true. Emmett is the strongest one. And Edward's like, I'm strong enough to kill you. And later when Bella is safe, And, like, in New Moon, he tells Bella that if he had found her dead, he would kill himself. Because he literally could not live in the world without Bella. Because, as we said in episode 3, love is different for vampires. Yeah. And there was only one person for him. It was... Edward. It was Bella. There was only one person for Bella. It was Edward. And if Bella was dead, there would be no reason for him to live at all. And flash forward to the birthday party. I feel like Bella knew something would be off, you know, because you're celebrating your birthday with vampires, and I think I mean, as much as Bella didn't want a birthday party, Edward only kept the kept it going because he saw how much happy it would make his family to celebrate his girlfriend's birthday. Because as we said before, time is different for a vampire. So um, they were celebrating Bella's 18th, 18th birthday, but the last birthday they, they had at the time was Emmett's. Yeah, yeah, and um, it was really important. So if it was that important, he could have told, he could have told Bella, like, yeah, you know, the last birthday that we had was Emmett. So you know, 
can you just do this for me? You know, just out at only one. Or the Collins could have been like, oh, Bella, the last birthday that we celebrated was Hammett, and we really want to do this again. So can you please just do this for us? You know, they, like Bella would do it. You know they could have just gone to a restaurant. I think they would cause too much attention because, you know, there's a table for... 10 people and only one of them is eating. They can they can fake eat. They fake eat at a school. Okay. Well, yeah. I think they want you to keep it more personal then. <laughs> but in our restaurants, they wouldn't, you know Bella wouldn't suffer that paper cut and Jasper wouldn't wouldn't try to kill her also. If they are doing a birthday party for someone who is as clumsy as Bella, why wouldn't they go hunt the night before? True. Like, you know, when you see the movie, and I've seen this movie movie too many times, when you look at Jasper, his eyes are pitch black. How would they allow someone who is still struggling with the animal diet... To be, like, this close to Bella. Yeah. And also, and I've read a theory that since Jasper can't feel everyone, uh, everyone's emotion, everyone's feelings around him, probably someone else was also thirsty. You know, there might be, there might have been more people thirsty then. And that heightened his own hungry. Mm-hmm. If that makes any sense. Yeah. And when there is a paper crush, she's like, oh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, instead of, you know, Edward, you know, he's the fastest. He could have gotten Bella into his lap, you know, run for it. You know? Yeah. Or, you know, just like, run. Or, or put her in, in his car and, like, drive, just drive. <laughs> <laughs> it wouldn't have been better, but no, he he pushed her, you know, in which table? Glass table. Yeah. And it made the situation a lot worse. Yeah. You know, the only person who could stay next to her that time? Carlisle. Mm-hmm. Also, Carlisle, you're the leader of this freaking family. I mean, how come you didn't see that coming? Then one of you could have attacked your son's girlfriend. Yeah. And then they go to Carlisle's studies, and then Carlisle, you know, tells Bella that story and everything, and he's like, uh, "Well, uh, Edward told me how come how you feel about everything and how we." How you believe we have a soul and everything. You know, Carlisle... Going to hell. Carlisle, your son would have been like that if you haven't been thinking of it for years, man. Mm -hmm. Damn it. (laughs) Okay, and then... Bella breaks breaks up with... Edward breaks up with Bella. And the family leaves... And they don't even get to say the 
goodbye, which was really tough, especially for mm-hmm. Alice, because her husband just almost attacked her best friend. And Jasper might have been feeling pretty bad about it, you know. Yeah. And, but he, she had to help her husband and they couldn't stay around because, you know, uh, because, you know, he had to. And we also know that, that Alice looked for her info on her family during this time and which is also which is really great I mean at least she found there is relatives of her still alive mm-hmm. and then Edward cut all communications with her with his family which is really tough and especially to Esme oh yeah you know she already lost the son before and Edward had already left before during his rebellious phase and before that when he left everything and went to Alaska because he couldn't decide if he wanted to be Bella's boyfriend or if he wanted to kill her (laughs) <laughs> and um, yeah, and he tries and to like her, like her son just got happy, and now, now he's he isn't. like, like now, like now he's all depressed and. Uh, which is must suck, you know. Edward couldn't really just go to therapy because there is no vampire therapist, and he tried. He he sometimes talked to to his family. Mostly, I think he would only talk to Carlisle and Asmund. and then in a faithful call. He calls Rosalie, actually Rosalie calls him and tells him that Bella is dead. Stupid move. Which is stupid move, but I don't think Rosalie believes that Edward had found his mates until later. When when she saw that, you know, Edward was doing everything because of Bella. She mm-hmm. she thought that Bella was actually a threat to to her family. I get her side, but wrong move, dude. Wrong move. Yeah. But Emmett, even though Emmett understood the situation, he didn't leave his wife's side. Great move, Emmett. We love yeah. you, Emmett. And then Edward went to Volterra and he got all dramatic, you know. Let's and take that shirt off. <laughs> Let's review the the vampire's existence to humans. Well, bold move, Edward. If you're gonna go, you're gonna go to in style, right? And yeah. and Bella saves him along with Alice, but they practically put a time a uh, time bomb. 
on yeah. Bella's lap. You know, she didn't have much time to become a vampire. And now that the now that the Volturi knew that she knew about them. And then in the eclipse, Bella keeps telling Edward that one day Victoria's gonna come and she's gonna come for her, and they had to do something about it. And Edward's like, "Oh, but Victoria is not here because I tried to track her down, dude. You're not a good tracker. If you and were a good tracker, you would know that she was leading you into a wild goose chase." Yeah, and Edward kept on saying. I will change you if you marry me. Which is wrong. I mean, I know that that back then when he was alive, it was it was really normal for people to get married at such an early age. But Bella mm-hmm. comes from divorced parents. She comes and she probably she wasn't raised like that. She wasn't raised to to. Um, to accept a marriage proposal if she didn't have a good job. Even if Edward had all the money in the world, I think Renee really taught her daughter that she had to be independent. And that was something that Bella learned because she had to take care of herself. Yeah, and that is why she said, well, I have one condition... Yeah, the con- <laughs> that condition. Wow. Well, it's no Edward thinks of himself as is a very smart ass, but Bella is a lot more intelligent than, than him. Yeah, she because- figures the whole thing out. Yeah, because she wants to experience. Every human experience. She wanted every human experience, including... Bomb chicken wow wow. (laughs) (laughs) Wow, I think everyone knows what is it now. (laughs) But I'm pretty sure she didn't expect it to get pregnant, because no one in the history of vampires, as, you know, history of vampires, like... The colonists knew it. They had no idea about Johan and his hybrids. Mm-mm. The vampires and humans could, you know, do that. Nothing was going to happen. The only problem was that, you know, Edward was a lot stronger than Bella. So there could have been some kind of damage, not only to the place where they were, but to her. Because... Yeah. Uh, I mean, you know, I think Edward really was really fucking mad at himself when he woke up, when, oh, woke up between, you know, and he saw how he had wounded Bella, although Bella really didn't mind it. It really, I'm pretty sure he nearly killed him because, you know, that man went made a fucking drama in Voltaire because he, he thought Bella was dead. Of course, he would freak out with Bella, if Bella had proper bruises around her, her body. Yeah. And Bella gets sick 
And Edward's like, oh, his sickness and health after he was an asshole to her entire week. <laughs> and then she looks at the, uh, the um, what's the name again? Forgot. Yeah. She looks at them and she's like, oh, fuck. <laughs> I, I do not know how she did that math so quick. Yeah, I would have probably gotten my phone and was like, let me check my phone. <laughs> I know. <laughs> and and then, I mean, she probably, you know, spent a few hours studying math to graduate, right? She got a, she had to get that diploma. <laughs> so probably that's why how fast she did it. And then she talked to Carlisle, knowing that Edward could hear her, knowing that the Collins would in the other other side of the line yeah I know it's impossible but I think I might be pregnant and then Carla is like oh fuck Katty boy what did you do (laughs) and they come they came they come back to Forks and I've read a fanfic on Bella's point of view of what might have happened during this time because we don't know what really happens or really goes down at the Colin Manor because this part of the book and the movie is on Jacob's point of view. So we don't really get much to see much of that. But um, this fanfic, I really loved it. I, I don't know the name, but if you're the writer and if you're listening to this, shout out to you. I love it. They got back to, to the Colin Manor and Bella has been quiet throughout the whole trip. And then Edward simply thinks that Bella is afraid. And she's, and he's like, don't worry, don't worry. Caroline will take care of this. And, uh, and while Edward goes to take their bags out of the car, he's like, it? It's not it. It's my, it's my son, goddammit. And they... Apparently, and the the Collins felt the need to have a family meeting at Bella's fate again. Imagine what Bella would say if they if she knew that the Collins held a meeting to decide if they should kill her or not. Mm-hmm. Okay, um, and then they started to argue, and Bella gets really mad, saying that it's not everyone's decision; it's hers and her only. That's exactly why she contacted Rosalie before she left. Uh, she left Rio. She knew that Rosalie would take care of her, would protect her, because you know she she trusted Rosalie to the point in which if Bella, if she died, she knew that Rosalie would take care of her of her son or her daughter. Because, you know, yeah. there's no way to do the exam to know which gender the baby was until it was born. And, well, there's this powerful scene in this fanfic. I'm actually as if it's canon, but it's canon to me. <laughs> that Bella gets so, gets so pissed with Edward talking and Carlisle talking his doctor voice that... Bella had to do this, otherwise she would die. And she literally screams at Edward, you you promised you would show your love for me, you prove your love to me, and that's how you do it, taking my voice away. You know, that's a 
pretty bold move. I love Ballot. She's my hero. Edward should have been. I know Edward should have respect her decision, mm-hmm. but and he was acting as if she was leaving him. But you know, he left Bella before, and she had to do nothing but accept his decision. So why couldn't he do the same for her? I knew that he thought that the baby was a monster that we would kill Bella because the female human body wasn't made to bear a vampire's baby. Mm-hmm. But but I, I knew he was he was nervous about it. And then as me pulls some strings, she talked to Carlisle like, don't you fucking dare touch my daughter. <laughs> And and then Edward tells Jacob that Bella is pregnant of him and everything. And Jacob is like, can your father do anything about it? And Edward's like, Esme is against it. And Carlisle is not going to go against Esme. <laughs> Edward and Carlisle, they were like, dude, it's your problem. My wife won't let me. And why was my wife because of yours? <laughs> And the only, and then there's like, uh, you know, sides were drawn in that Carlisle stayed beside Esme, and Esme stayed beside Bella, Rosalie stayed beside Bella, as well as Emmett, you know, and then Jasper, Alice, and Jacob were there, like, seriously, you guys? (laughs) And while Carlisle and Esme and Emmett went to... Oh, I have to say this. When they realized that Bella is losing a lot of weight, you know, and her body is mostly rejecting the food that she's eating, Jacob has a very ironic, almost across his thought, and then there's like, oh, this might work. And <laughs> what exactly. did Jacob think? The uh, blood. Yeah, because uh, Jacob was like, Bella's, Bella's problems require vampire solutions. <laughs> and then, you know, it works. And then Carlisle just shows up with a blood of all negative blood. And I was like, how did you get that? And then he was like, yeah, I had to keep on negative here because, you know, Edward was too nervous if something happened to you and, you know, you needed a blood transfer. <laughs> Okay, and then Jasper, and then Jacob is like, you can buy blood, and then Carlyle is like, yes, you can, and Jacob's like, what the fuck? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, And um, and this attempt to get more blood for Bella because Bella literally went through the whole supplies. Um, you know, the wolves tried to attack Carlisle and Esme. Actually, they almost killed Esme. And it's the, the exact moment that Bella gets into childbirth. And you can see it in the council, hear it in the movie. Bella's fine, breaking. And like, damn it. <laughs> this special effects team, good job at making me oh, yeah. fear childbirth. 
<laughs> and um, Edward has to do the delivery because Rosalie gets so hypnotized by Bella's blood. And then he takes the baby, gives it to Rosalie, and then Rosalie, and then Ed, Bella starts dying. And Edward decides, oh, perfect timing, let's change her. And then he gets the syringe with his venom. And, like, how did how he get his venom? How did he do that? How? Like, I mean, no metal can go through a vampire's skin. So maybe, I don't know, he spit his venom and then he got the venom and put it in the. Maybe? <laughs> because. His gums? I don't know. <laughs> How would he break his skin? No metal can break his skin. How would he do that? Like, how would he get the venom of his mouth? I don't know. Nobody knows how he had this idea. You know, he could have just bitten her and then he pu puts the venom and he is in Bella's heart and he decided that it's not enough. So he bites every single part of her body because he was that desperate. And God, also, I have to mention this amazing improv by Robert Pattinson and Breaking Dawn. Part one, by the end of the movie, when Edward is desperate that Bella's heart is not is not beating, mm -hmm. like not maybe it was, but it was too weak even for him to hear it. He was really nervous about everything that was happening, so maybe he really didn't pay attention. Then there is this great improv by Robert, like "Come back to me, baby, Bella, Bella, please," and I'm like, "Oh <laughs> my God." Go ahead, Robert. Break my heart. <laughs> mm -hmm. Kristen Stewart did a great job acting, too. Yeah. And did you know there was a doll of her? You know? Yeah. Bella's dying body. Wow. Like half there and half of her up. Yeah. God, like, Kristen. Amazing. She said she got back pain from staying in that position for yeah. too long. Because honestly, she had no, almost no line. She just had to stand still, you know. Mm -hmm. And then and then when Bella had to, you know, go through the transformation and Edward is like, oh, let's put a little morphine here, like, because Carlisle wanted to test the theory. And then he had to go out to fight the wolves. And then Jacob had an imprint on Renazme, which makes Edward really pissed. <laughs> like, he dislocates his shoulder. Honestly, he could have done worse. Yes. And please. he had the right to do it. But, you know, Jacob's imprinting was the only thing that kept Renazme safe. Yeah. But, and well, yeah as we mentioned before there was a treaty between the tribe and the Collins that stated that they couldn't change anyone well yeah. they broke this rule mm -hmm. and well the you know the rules were broken and they had to probably do a whole other treaty since Jacob was the alpha they mm -hmm. The true alpha, you know, 
because he was a descendant from Taha Akil, which meant that the Carlisle could do another treaty with Taha Akil descendant to, you know, make this relationship between the vampires and the wolves a lot easier. And then when Jacob, Bella, and Renesmee are going, you know, they are, you know, just catching snowflakes. Right, yeah. there's this song catching snowflakes, and Irina, she, you know, completely bad timing because she was convinced to go apologize to the Collins, and then she saw, and then she sees Renee's me freaking jumping to catch a snowflake, and then she's like, oh, the creator and mortal child. She didn't stay around and ask questions because. She was still mad at the Collins because they were still talking to the wolves because of what happened to Lawrence. I mean, Arena, they are practically neighbors to the wolves, and the wolves are a constant threat to vampires. Don't you really think that they needed to stay in some sort of communications to, to stay there? And Irina goes to the Volatory to denounce the Collins that they made an immortal child, which says the whole thing, you know, they have, Carlisle has to get witnesses around the world in the matter of, of really months, because mm-hmm. when Irina finds it out, probably is um, October, maybe, and... The Collins have only less than two months to, to gather witnesses to defend themselves because, as we said before, there are no lawyers in the vampire world. And Edward, even though Bella was a vampire, Edward is still very protective of her. Mm-hmm. When I, I don't know in the book, but I, I don't know if he would let Emmett teach Bella how to fight because Bella obviously had to learn how to fight. And she was a new Borgian yet, so she had an extra strength that none of them had, which means that if it came to a confrontation with the Volturi, Bella would have the upper hand. Oh, I, she, I think she asked Kate... To help her fight? Didn't Kate taught her the, the how to expand her shield? Oh, yes, yes, yes. And Bella didn't find down she had the, the shield until Eliazar, I think, accidentally touched her. You know, uh, I, don't, I don't know. Or whether he just got into the room and felt everyone's gifts and then he looked at Bella and then he was like damn it now Carlyle and his coven are the most powerful coven of the vampire world because shields are very are very rare and mm. Bella had a mental shield which meant that Otto could no longer use his powerful weapon aka Jane because mm-hmm. her her gifts ex on your brain so if Bella that's why Bella couldn't feel uh, couldn't feel Jane's gift because of her shield and Kate taught her 
Go ahead. And thank God they changed the ending in Breaking Dawn Part 2. Because the ending in Breaking Dawn sucked. (laughs) Yeah, I thought there was a fight. I was hoping for a fight. It was like, I'm going to see Adrian and Bella fighting. And then it was only a very long talk. And then... Um, that was the battle in Alice's mind, and when I saw the movie, I was like, they didn't read the book, I didn't read the, they didn't read the same book as I did, and I was, you know, when you, when Aro kills Carlisle, the camera for a moment focused on Edward's face, and then you can see, you know, the fear, the the you know the the surprise looks on his face you know almost as if he couldn't believe you know that that boy didn't have a human father found a father in a vampire and then the same vampire died doing a fatherly thing protecting his daughter and, and I can we just say how the whole theater acted. Right. There I, I remember there like I was screams, there was like gasps. I was like Wah! I think I was speechless. I was crying and I remember that I covered my face and then I I wasn't wearing glasses at the time and I covered my face and then I just, you know, I one eye opened to see how uh, how it was going and then I opened both of my eyes and I was like, I hope none of the Collins died. <laughs> see, I was so focused on the screen at the time and I was gripping the seat so Me hard. too. I thought I'd break it because... Sick. And thank God I had my boyfriend with me. Cause I had my sister, and my sister was looking at the movie, and then she looked at me, she's like, are you okay? And I'm like, I don't know. And he was not into Twilight, okay? And so he heard everything. And so I asked him, what was the theater like? And he said the whole theater was yelling. <laughs> I think every single Twilight fan was really like screaming and then saw this, you know, we just paying attention to our own reaction and the movie. So that's why we didn't realize the other people's reaction to yeah, the movie. I- yeah, I zoned out and I gripped the chair so hard. <laughs> I was really afraid, like, nothing in my life is going to compare to that feeling that I had when Otto ripped Carlisle's head. I was, I was oh, literally yeah. like, what just happened? And I, in, back then, Carlisle wasn't really my favorite character. No, and I was but- like... It's okay dying, fake dying on the screen to to make me um to make me feel like this. Yeah, but now I'm just like don't kill him, don't kill him. 
And and then we are gonna end this episode with um with a scene from Breaking Down Part Two when I we were gonna mention this scene before that Carlisle and Edward they are the at the bonfire before and at Bella is putting Renata to sleep and and there's like all of that because I fell in love with a human. And then Carla is like, You found your mate. Mm-hmm. You know, that that is what they were fighting for. Yeah. The, actually the colons were fighting for Bella, but they were fighting for Bella because Edward was fighting for her. So which which proves, which shows to us that Edward is not only one son. He, he is the central part of the Colin family. Yeah. He's, he is the one that practically started the whole thing. <laughs> he was Carlisle's firstborn. You know, firstborns always get the best of it, right? Well, <laughs> I, I'm, the, I'm the third, you know, and we are four here, four children, so I'm the third one. So I get it, right? Yeah, and I am the first out of two on my mom's side and two on my dad's side. Wow. Fun. (laughs) Well, um, we're going to wrap this up here, but we hope you liked it, and see you next time. Yeah. Bye. Bye.